Hi, I'm John. And I'm Cecilia. Welcome to Crazy Cat Paranormal Speaks. Hey, Crazy Cats. This episode of Crazy Cat Paranormal Speaks, we're going to do something just a little bit different. We're teaming up with Patty, an admin of our own Facebook group, which you can check us out on Facebook. Just look up Crazy Cat Paranormal. And with Paul and Dell from the Return to the 80s podcast. What do the paranormal and the 80s have in common? I'm so glad you all asked us that. (laughs) Today's topic, we are going to be talking about the number one horror film, in my opinion, Poltergeist. Yay! Or as I like to refer to it, the movie that caused an entire generation to hate clowns. (laughs) Welcome to the show, guys. It's great to have you all here. Hey, thanks. Thank you so much. Thank you. The perfect episode for a crossover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we have been trying to do this crossover episode for just about a year, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, but we'll come out of this all um, gooey. We might want to rip our faces off, but we're going to do it. We're, we're getting this this thing done no matter what it takes, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> now, I want to say that I loved Poltergeist. I have seen it more times than I can count because I only have 10 fingers. <laughs> and I know it's a little dated and I know it's a little cheesy right now, but there is just something about it that still gets to me. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I can tell you that Patty has a different opinion. <laughs> I do. I'm not a fan of it. I hated it. I just watched it on Halloween and I, I'm like, it's so cheesy. It's the clown, right? It's the clown. <laughs> No, clowns don't bother me. I like clowns. I'm not afraid of clowns. It, it, no, trust me, it's the clown. You may not realize it, but it's the clown. <laughs> well, what do you guys think about it? Yeah, I'm interested to hear about this. Well, well, I saw it in the theater when it first came out, showing my age there, but I was mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, it came out in 82, so I was 11. I was going to be turning 12, like another month or so after that. But yeah, I remember seeing it in the theater. Cause I, I love horror movies like I always have I mentioned in my last podcast the I, I also write and I wrote my very for, first um, short story when I was 10 years old and it was called The Killer and the killer's name was Robbie and he had knives for fingers oh. <laughs> and I don't know <laughs> so this was like always oh. I always had like a crazy brain so <laughs> it was like always led to this type of thing a little Edward Scissorhand in there yeah so I have very good memories of it <laughs> yeah and yeah i have hard feelings because it came out i wrote that four years before nightmare on elm street came out so yeah i think they took my notebook out of the trash and stole my idea it sounds like it so. i mean because obviously <laughs> <laughs> listeners i want to have full disclosure here paul is my cousin he is now making me rethink my genetic coding. Or <laughs> confirming it. Or confirming it, depending on how you're looking at it. I happen to be a fan of the original Nightmare on Elm Street. I, I think the premise was good, uh, believable, and terrifying. Um, I know Cecilia doesn't feel the same way, but I no. thought it was one of the greatest uh, ideas for a, for a scary horror movie. I like the idea oh, of it, right? <laughs> I like the idea of Nightmare on Elm Street. That That's kind of terrifying. I just I don't like slasher movies. I don't think slasher movies are scary. I just think they're gross. See, I thought it was both. So it is slasher, but it also right. has a compelling uh, premise and uh, plot and everything. Uh, just the whole idea that you, you're defenseless when you're asleep and can't not sleep believe me i've tried it's it's impossible (laughs) (laughs) maybe it's a boy thing see i've never seen it okay you've never seen nightmare on elm street no girl (laughs) (laughs) no i i reserve judgment on it until i see it you know what it is you were a good kid in the 80s i was an angel you are. You actually just, I, I've known Patty for a very long time. She's actually just the nicest person you'd ever want to meet. It's changed over the years, but back then, when we were in high school. Yeah. It corrupted her. Oh, not me. Not me. I was the shy, quiet child. So let me throw this out there. We're talking about the movie Poltergeist and horror movies, I guess, from the 80s in general. This movie has a reputation for being cursed. Yes. If anybody says, what's a cursed movie? This is the first movie somebody will, will answer with, is Poltergeist. 
Do you think a movie can be cursed? Do you think it's the subject matter of the movie that was cursed? Do you think they're making too much out of it? Um, maybe. Like it was between this. Uh, this was the first one, and I think the Twilight Zone, the movie, was another one that had that reputation. But yeah, that was like. Um, it's not like these people died of old age. Like they're. <laughs> they, it was like strange sicknesses and. Yeah. Um, Occurrences um, and just strangeness. Well, yeah, yeah, it was just a few months after the movie's release that um, Dominique Dunn, the older daughter, the twenty-two-year-old, sixteen-year-old in the movie, uh, <laughs> she was she was murdered by her boyfriend. Yep. No. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. uh, and then in they had a lot of production issues. Uh, Poltergeist Two, which was a horrible movie, the guy that played Kane, the main character. He died right after that came out. The the guy that played Taylor died. Um, Heather O'Rourke died when she shouldn't have. You know, it was yeah, just, when she shouldn't have. Just just really weird. There were money problems. Um, do, so that's what I'm wondering. Do you think it's truly mm -hmm. cursed? Oh. I mean, they did use real skeletons. Well, yeah. And wasn't it on? Well, you like out the biggest curse. The um, coach was somehow a hit for like nine years on TV. So I don't know how that <laughs> happened. <so. laughs> <laughs> was, was coach before or after this? Uh, after it was after, yeah. Right after, right after, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think it was like '89. So yeah, maybe after the second, or I forgot when the third one came out. Was that '88? So maybe just after the third one. But he wasn't in that one. Everybody forgets that the third one came out. <laughs> but but yeah, something to that with like the real skeletons at the end in that pool. I'm sorry, Patty. Were you saying what were you gonna say? I, was it a, a built on, like, cursed land or, like, a burial ground or something? Yes. That's the premise of the movies, basically, is that this whole community is built on uh, a graveyard where they didn't move the bodies. They just moved the headstones, and then they built this whole big community on top of it. I know. That's every 80s horror show <laughs> ever. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, maybe the... Um they use the real skeletons, so did the, fam the families not get the royalties? Maybe that's why it's cursed. Oh, there you go. Hey, that's an idea. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> but it would certainly make sense, wouldn't it? I don't understand why they would use real skeletons. I would think that would be a financial nightmare. Those things are not cheap. No. I know. I priced them. <laughs> she did. You what? <laughs> I'm not sure why, what? but she did. So we did an episode a short time ago where we had somebody rather famous in the paranormal field on talking about his human skeleton collection. And I'm like, you can't really get human skeletons, can you? And then that led me down a rabbit hole where I found out you can buy a full articulated skeleton for about $5,200. Yeah. Oh, do families, do the families sell the, how does that work? I'm not entirely sure, but I think it has something to do with uh, bodies that are donated for medical research. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, we had a full articulated okay. skeleton in uh, biology in high school, a real one. And yeah, there was many thousands of dollars even back then, way back then when I was in high school, but it was, uh, it was the real deal. And I'll be perfectly honest with you, if I was a skeleton and somebody threw me in a mud pit, I might be a little PO'd myself. <laughs> yeah, I would probably come back and haunt someone. Yeah, if I could, I would. I'd find a way. <laughs> so, what do you think was the, for those of you who found the movie scary, what do you think was the scariest part? Um, so, For me, when, like I... Right now, I don't think it's scary, but at the time when I was in the theater, like, I loved it, but, like, maybe the scariest part was, like, um, yeah, like, when the meat started crawling and the maggots were coming out, and then that's, like, in that same scene is when the guy was, like, looking in the Ew. mirror, and then his skin was starting to come off. Yeah. Like, in Raiders of the Lost Ark, kind of moved there. <laughs> yeah, it was. But, yeah, that's, that, that was mm -hmm. creepy. Yeah, that that's the part I fast-forward through. That's kind of gross. I think, for me, the whole general mood of the, the movie, because... At that time, just like Paul, I was 11 or 12. And, you know, I can remember back when I was a kid, like sitting in a, you know, laying in bed in a dark room and, you know, seeing the closet door open, you know, and wondering, you know, is something going to come out of there or what's under the bed or anything like that, especially with the storm. And when that tree comes through, I mean, I'm, I'm sure at some point in my life I had a tree near my bedroom 
And that was scary for me, just you know, knowing that those things could happen or not, you know, the possibility, you know, in a kid's mind that they could happen. Dell, I agree with you. It's kind of the overall premise to me, the the unknown of what's going on with her when she's trapped on the other side and the, that whole mystery and it must be horrible and everyone's distraught and they can't get her back and she's trapped and pleading and all that. It's just, uh, it wasn't any of the shocker scenes that I found the most frightening or compelling. It was the whole overall idea. For me, it's it, that's part of it. And part of it is whenever children are involved, that, that unsettles me. Yeah. But just the whole scene when she's sitting in front of the television and it's got the static going and it's, it's, it's quiet except for that static, right? The whole mm-hmm. scene is quiet except for that static. And that's like, hmm, that, that's a little unsettling. And I think because she was a child sitting in front of the staticky TV and you knew something was coming... Yeah, but what? <laughs> right. So so that's, I think that's what bothered me the most about it. I'm going to be honest. I don't think the movie was scary per se, but it was disturbing on a lot of levels for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I should also point out that back in the 80s, there wasn't like really like the 24-hour TV, like the Star Spangled Banner would play and then yeah. all the channels would like go off the yeah, air. And you would and hit the static, static wall, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Am I the only one who misses that? No, no, but yeah, I'll join you. Yeah, yeah I, I yeah. kind of miss it too. I guess it probably dates us, but it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's kind of like that. Hey, I made it. I made it to the taboo hour when no one's supposed to be up. You know, <laughs> not even <laughs> yeah. the TV people are up anymore. Everyone's gone to bed, and I'm still up. <laughs> yeah, there, there was something that's <laughs> exciting about being being up, and the TV stations all closed down and you just get the static on the TV and you're like, <laughs> or you get that weird screen with all the different colors of the palette. Oh, I hated that. And they kept oh, yep. the, kept the transmitter going for what reason? I have no idea why they would spend the money and the wear and tear on the equipment <laughs> to broadcast that thing all the hours that they weren't broadcasting. But I, I will tell you as a, as a child, <laughs> because I am a weirdo, I guess it is genetic, Paul. Um, <laughs> I would have my Panasonic <laughs> tape recorder and the static on the TV. <laughs> and tr- this was before the movie came out, so that was I was tiny. Uh, and I would try and catch ghostly voices. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. What we now consider EVPs. Yeah, what we now call EVPs. Well, I guess they called them EVPs back then, too, but I was too little to know that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of telling, too, like when the station went off. Um, that's probably pretty close to what the, the witching hour, right? Yep. Is what time does stations usually uh, go off around midnight? So, right, some midnight, at midnight, one o'clock, and some at one. Yeah, yeah. All depends mm-hmm. on their some license and, yeah. and their business model. Mm-hmm. All right, I have a piece of trivia for you guys. Okay. Okay. Let's hear it. All right. So, what's the first thing that happens when Diane, the mother, and Carol Ann, the little girl, experience the poltergeist? What happened? Was that the chair in the kitchen? Yeah. Very good. <laughs> yep. The chairs ended up first getting stacked on the on the table. And then, because I think she smoked too much weed in this movie, uh, <laughs> Diane put a helmet oh. on her child and let her child slide across the floor. <laughs> Who does that with a five-year-old? <laughs> Somebody who smokes a lot of like, weed. Yeah, it's like junior jackasses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Next, you get a letter, letter ride, a, a runaway shopping cart across the parking lot that's sloped. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, back east, we call that sledding. Um. <laughs> <laughs> or sketching on the back of a bus, moving city bus. Oh, my gosh. Oh, gosh. I never yeah. did that, Good but I remember killed. seeing people do <laughs> yeah. that. That that was a way to get around New York. That's a way to get killed. Yeah. Dude. Well, people did get killed. That's natural selection. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> At least she had the sense to put a helmet on her. Well, yeah, there was that. But what happened to make her realize she needed to put a helmet on this child? Yeah. She didn't, she <laughs> well, didn't, yeah, we didn't see before that. <laughs> no. She didn't yeah. strike me as the type of person to think, oh, let me put a helmet on my child. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would have reacted similarly, although not put my child in harm's way, as Diane did, because 
I, I'm broken in some level. But if, if I could make things slide across the floor, I'd probably be doing that for hours. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it it, it yeah. might not occur to me that maybe I don't want to be encouraging this. I'd be like, get the cameras, the first, get, the, get everything set up. The, Come on, let's watch this. The first time I saw the chair stacked up, I would have been out of the house. Just being honest. Yeah. I would not have stuck around. <laughs> Dude, you don't want to come to my house then. I have a doll that moves. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, cool. I will not be visiting. Sorry. Well, the, the girl's non-reaction to it was like the, the creepiest part. She doesn't move far. You didn't think anything of it, right? What? Oh, I, I, I thought Paul said something about the, the girl's reaction to the chairs. Yeah, or non-reaction. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, no big deal. Her, her blasé <laughs> whole approach to it. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Heather O'Rourke's or, or the mother? Heather O'Rourke, Carrie. Yeah, she... So she was just sitting on the counter, and then, like, when the mother turned around, so all those chairs stacked up all of a sudden. <laughs> Would she say, oh, did you see somebody? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering the role of the older daughter. In all of this, I know what role, right? That that's the thing. Is I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not entirely sure why. Why is she even in it? <laughs> why she was in it? They they had her out of the out of frame most of the movie. Yeah, and I don't know if they were just trying to play on the theory that you needed a teenage girl to have a poltergeist. Maybe she didn't have her SAG card license, so she it, couldn't actually have any spoken lines. <laughs> no, if she showed up in that movie, then she had to have a SAG card. I would think so. You had to. You have to. It's a thousand bucks, and you need to have been in like a commercial or something. I think beforehand. she said something in it. What I can't no, for she life talked remember. She, <laughs> it didn't she, have any import she, to me. She did some screaming and crying. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. And she shows. She shows. She shows up toward the end, and doesn't she? Like she gets out of a car and sees what's happening to the house, and screams, "You know what's happening?" or something like that, and that's her big scene. Yeah. Yep. Yep, as all the like pandemonium is, is unleashing yep. in the climax. Yep. <laughs> yeah, what's happening? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, your house is being sucked away. Yeah. <laughs> she was getting um, hit on by the construction workers outside. That was kind of creepy. Oh, that's that true. Was, yeah. Yeah. That was creepy in a different way. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? That, yeah. that was creepy for the 80s. Yeah. Even. I mean, she was yeah, like yeah. supposed to be 16 or something. Yeah, she was like 15, 16 years old for Supposedly. the movie. Yeah. The character, yeah, not she, the actress. She. She flipped him off, the construction workers, then mom looked at her like she was really proud of her, so I, I don't know what that was all about. But. Well, I would be proud of my daughter if she flipped off construction workers whistling at her. Yeah. But I'm from Brooklyn, so it would have been followed by a baseball bat to the side of the head. So, don't whistle at my daughter. You creepy old man, you. Yeah, that's like every block over there. There's always construction everywhere there. Yeah, no, thank you. No, but... Um, listeners, if you haven't seen this movie, I recommend going to see it. Uh, you can get it, I think, Amazon Prime. You can get it on iTunes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically, and we probably should have talked about this at the beginning, the premise of the movie is this family is living in this idyllic community. It's idyllic or idyllic? And things suddenly go horribly wrong. And the little daughter gets gets kidnapped by evil entities. And it just gets weird from there. And it's one of my, my favorites from the 80s. That and Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is my all-time favorite. But Oh, I love Ghostbusters. Hey, finally. Pat, Patty and I <laughs> like the same movie. <laughs> like, I, my first big, like, I used to watch the horror movies from, like, the 30s and 40s with my dad. And that was our bonding time. Go figure. But my first, like, big horror movie that my parents let me watch by myself was The Exorcist. And that movie still freaks me out to this day. See, that didn't scare me. Um, that one, I, the first time I saw that was on TV. And then they, um, it was scary. And then they re-released in the theaters. Was that in like in the 2000s or something? And um, I saw it in the theater and it, I felt like it was so stupid. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I felt like that didn't age very well. Yeah. Well, the problem is I read the book first. The book was great. Oh, right. I never read the book. Oh, yeah. Usually they are. You know, and if you read the book first and then you go see the movie, a lot of times the movie is kind of lacking. But I don't I don't think Poltergeist had a book first. So I think that there wasn't a no. problem there. No. Yeah, they might have a book based on the movie, maybe. So what did you think about the uh, paranormal investigation team that they had in the movie? 
I was I wanted to ask you about that because I should mention to my audience that um, you and John are paranormal investigators. Is that what you would call it? Yeah. 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 You go to all these different places, basically ghost hunting. So, um, and they had the equipment at the house set up. So I was wondering how you know realistic that was with that stuff that would have been really used in the eighties. It is any of that still used now? I think they they had it. They had it pretty dead on as far as setup goes, where they had the cameras all over the house, and they had the, the devices to record any voices and anomalies. I think they did um, temperature readings and everything else. They had, everything temperature, else. They had yeah. uh, uh, EMF, electromotive force. Did they have the EMF going? I think they had a device, but it looked more like a giant uh, World War II oscilloscope, as I recall. <laughs> Not so much like a little uh, solid-state thing that we have today. Okay, yeah, and, and I mean, that's pretty much when you go out on an investigation, the object is to capture as much evidence as you can and in redundant ways so that you have backup. So I've got this door closing, but I've also got this EMF spike and I've got, you know, this audio. So, you know, you, you can't really prove or disprove the paranormal, but you can do as much as possible to have correlating evidence. And it looked to me like that that was actually they did a pretty good a pretty good job with putting together a team. I would have liked to have seen more of an investigation in there. Yeah, they were more just monitoring without actively right. uh being assertive. I think they went upstairs once. Where, yes. Whereas I probably would have camped out in that room. If I could get if I could get in there, I probably would have camped out in that room. Oh, I would have too. Yeah. So um and that I w- probably would have held the clown doll. <laughs> I think he was in the closet by then, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> you would have had to have gone into the closet, Patty. <laughs> For a clown, who knows? And, and listeners, I want to—I just wanted to let you know, I am not a fan of clowns. The only clown I ever liked was Bozo the Clown back in the 60s. Patty loves clowns. It is a thing between us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's probably the, the polar opposite here on your take on the movie. Uh, <laughs> you have the same. <laughs> but that she, she likes the clown, therefore she doesn't like the movie because the clown's a bad guy? Is that your theory, Oh, no, I like the clown. Right. I just don't like the movie. Because they make the clown out to a bad guy. No. <laughs> I just thought it was cute. Um I just, I think I don't, didn't, I was expecting so much more from it, because, oh my God, this great horror movie from the 80s, you've got to love it. My mother-in-law said it was good, my husband loves the movie, and I sat down, I'm like, okay, when is something big going to happen? You know, when is, and the closet just didn't scare me, all the lights in the closet. That's the whole thing about the movie, though. There's not like a big like I mean, I know there's there's they had a couple of tries at a, really, at a big extravagant. I think something. it was the whole subtle, that whole quiet subtle thing, rather than something big and huge. I could have done without the slime. I'll be honest with you. I just, <laughs> yeah. I just don't like gross. And quite honestly, the paranormal investigator who went into the kitchen in the middle of the night and decided to cook himself a steak, he deserved what he got because you don't do that in the client's house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> If you're an investigator and you're listening, you do not reach into your client's refrigerator, take out their food, and decide to cook yourself a meal in their kitchen. That's a no. You also, if you're going to be that brazen, certainly don't pick their best food. (laughs) (laughs) If this movie teaches you nothing, is if you steal food from your client, it is going to turn into a disgusting, hideous, (laughs) gross, wiggling mess. And you're just going to be sick to your stomach. <laughs> don't do it. And and don't it's put... A, it's don't, bad form. And don't put raw steak on the counter, ever. Yeah, what was yeah. up with that? <laughs> Did they not know about foodborne illness in the 80s? I mean, come on. I don't think so, man. We drank out of the garden hose, remember? I, I would drink out of a garden hose today, but I wouldn't eat raw meat. I mean, come on. <laughs> I remember my mom, like when she'd get, when she'd start to make a meatloaf, she'd always taste a little bit of the raw chopped meat. Yeah, I've known people like that. For some reason, whenever they go to use ground beef for a dish, they would take a little pinch and taste it. And I'm not sure what it is they're trying to determine. I mean, 
I think my mom used to do that too, yeah. and I think it has something to do with just testing to make sure that it's not bad because they do put so much additives in there that everything mm-hmm. is bright red, and that's not the natural. No, that's color not the natural of color of, of beef. Um, that's that's done for marketing, but at the same time, I I have another input in my olfactory sense, and it's called a nose and a sense of smell, and that's what I use. <laughs> Because because I can sniff test it and probably not get <laughs> deathly ill. <laughs> oh, look at you with a nose and all superior. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I want to throw this out there. What did you all think of Tangina? Tangina? Tangia. I think it's Tangina. The psychic. Oh, she's probably the creepiest part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They sure cast, cast well on that one, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they did an excellent job of casting on that. Yeah. It, I think I read somewhere that she's, like, supposedly psychic or something, too. That's, like, one of the things that drew her to them. Like, in real life? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. I hadn't heard that. Yeah, I read that somewhere. So, I mean, you know. She was certainly believable. Will. Yeah, she was certainly believable yeah. in the role. I mean, it's like, if you were going to bring somebody in that was a expert, they would be flamboyant like that, I would think. <laughs> So they go through all these levels of, of hell, right? And Tangina mm-hmm. is telling them, do this, do that, do the other thing. They go through all this to do that, to do this. to do. Mama gets sucked into whatever the other dimension is. The vortex. Whatever. Whatever <laughs> the other dimension is. <laughs> Mama goes into the closet and comes out the living room ceiling. And Tangina stands there at her last part of it and is like, I declare this house clean or this house is now clean or whatever. But she was wrong. Uh, a little bit. A little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, the slime all over the place. What, what's the liability then for a psychic who declares the house clean? <laughs> and then it gets sucked into a whirling vortex and then into the, the ground. <laughs> then the house tries to eat the family and then collapses in upon itself. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's the equivalent of like... Uh, Typical 80s horror movies when you think the bad guy's dead and then all of a sudden they have like one last surge. Right, <laughs> right. They're really not dead, they're back alive They're, again, never, they're never all the way dead that time. Yeah. Yeah, so that's typical of that, except it's like the house this time. Yeah, it wasn't a, it wasn't a guy, it was the house. Right. This house is clean. Oh wait, it's alive again. Well, I guess when it gets sucked into the vortex, it's as clean as it's going to get. Yeah, by definition. <laughs> Can't vacuum rugs if they don't exist. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that got really wild though. Yeah, after she left and Craig T. Nelson left, and then <laughs> yeah, wasn't that when the clown grabbed the kid too? Was that, that was that scene, right? Tries to strangle him. Strangle him. Mm-hmm. The clowns are evil, Patty. They're evil. <laughs> no, they're not. And try to choke the kid. Here, here's a fun fact. <laughs> So, to prepare for this particular episode of, I don't know what the hell this is turning into, because it's certainly not an interview, <laughs> uh, I, I, I did some of the Googles, I Googled, and I found a couple of places where they talked about that clown scene, where I guess it was actually a little too tight around Robbie's neck, and they like almost choked the poor kid to death before oh somebody God. realized that I didn't hear about that that he was actually for real choking and not just acting. Yeah, I read that too. Yeah, so it's not just you. Mhm. Eat clowns. Bad. Bad clowns. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Horrible clowns. Patty likes clowns cuz she has red hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she she's got a sweet angelic face and and this bright red hair. I never cared one way or the other about clowns. I know it seems like everyone has a very strong opinion at one extreme of the end of the spectrum or the other about clowns. Now, well, you know what it is about clowns that I don't like is they make a living out of hiding their face. Mm, and pretty like much a politician. We're not. We don't do politics on this show. <laughs> but they make a living out of hiding their face, and they make a living out of being annoying. So I don't like clowns, and I don't like mimes. Pretty much for the same reason. <laughs> How about you, Paul? What do you think about clowns? I don't know. I yeah. I don't really care like one way or another. They don't creep me out or anything. But yeah. It's not like I'm a big fan or anything either. If you saw one in the street, would you hit it with your car? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. 
I don't know. <laughs> Del's sitting here like, what did I get my into? Wife. I was in, if I was in a hurry. <laughs> Del's like, yeah, I'm thinking if I... Yeah, I was thinking if I was ever going to take a trip to Texas, I'm not going to do that now. Um, <laughs> even if I'm not dressed as a clown. So. Well, yeah, exactly. Not, yeah, just dressed as a clown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got another trivia question for you. This one's pretty hard. Okay. All right. All right. Do you remember in the beginning of the movie, Stephen is hanging out with his friends and they're trying to watch a football game? Yeah. Yeah. And the neighbor's got a remote on the same frequency and keeps changing their channel? By accident, and then on purpose. Yeah. Because neighbors mm-hmm. can be that way. Uh, we have great neighbors, by the way, for the first time ever, so it's awesome. Uh, what TV show did he keep changing it to? Was it Captain Kangaroo? Oh. Uh, no, but close. Uh, yeah, it was Mr. Rogers, right? There you go. Yeah. Did you just Google that, or did you uh, know? No, he knew it. No, no I knew. <laughs> yeah, I, I could tell. <laughs> that was a genuine response. That's because our genetic code, although weird, is very smart. <laughs> Doesn't that usually go hand in it, hand? It, it, <laughs> weird and smart. It's funny you brought up the neighbors because I, I have a note. Um, they had dick neighbors because <laughs> we were talking about the end and then like she's calling neighbors over for help. They come over and then they went and took off and left her there. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> right? That That is like, we've had neighbors like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Our neighbors in Long Island when we lived in Bethpage were like that. Yep. <laughs> Matter of fact, if I had if I had fallen into a hole in the ground and couldn't gotten out, they'd start burying me. Yeah. <laughs> because they were just that wonderful to be around. Here's another fun fact. Yes, sir. Here's another uh-huh. fun fact. When the mother, Diane, fell into the pool and you see her screaming and panicking and all that. Mm-hmm. She was she was not acting because she really couldn't get out. <laughs> oh really? Oh, I didn't see that. Oh wow. <laughs> Steven Spielberg actually had to uh, help her out because she was freaking out. She couldn't get out of the pool. Oh wow. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, I, I, I spend a little too much time on the Googles. <laughs> on the Google. <laughs> on the Google. Yeah, that was on um, Joe Beth Williams. Like, I know she's been in a ton of stuff. I was like looking through, and I hardly saw any of the stuff that she was in but like i know of her <laughs> yeah she she did a lot of things in the 80s i think she was even in a a, a short-lived tv series or two but mm-hmm. not much after that i don't think she yeah. came out after the movie honestly i don't know if it was a publicity thing or if it was a genuine thing but she talked a lot about she'd come home from set and she'd have her own poltergeist activity in her house Oh, oh really? wow! Yeah, yeah. Mm. Things would move around. Uh, things would be in different places than where she left them, and and things like that. So, I don't know if it was just you know just trying to pump up the movie or if it was real. But you know, having having seen things move around my own house, I can't I can't say no. You know. Yeah. What about you guys? I mean, we we talk all the time on our our show about Dawn, our doll, who does move around. She moves around. Actually, more than I would like her to, but she moves around quite a bit. I mean, she stays in the same general area, but she will move a few inches this way or a few inches that way. Yeah, she doesn't come floating down the hall at no. face, face level or anything <laughs> like that in the middle of the night. But. Nah, she doesn't. She doesn't write you like messages with a red crayon or anything. No, no, we tried. She doesn't. She's not interested in that. We set up a sand pendulum next to her, and uh, mm-hmm. it did actually yeah. draw a pattern once. Yeah, a couple of times we've we've gotten patterns out of it. Uh, no idea what they mean. And she will turn, right? She'll turn her body. She's sitting next to another haunted doll we have who's actually kind of quiet. Yeah, she is. Uh, she'll talk on ITCs, but she doesn't move around. But you'll see Dawn behind her or in front of her or closer to her or further away from her. And it's like, hmm, hmm. Okay. Is, but, is, it, is it the doll itself or is it the area? Did you try like replacing, put something else there and see? Yeah, it's the doll. We we have oh, wow. tried a lot of different things. Yeah, nothing else. Yeah. It's on the mantle over the TV. Uh, I put her up there to keep her away from the cat because uh, Miles, our our young cat, hates her and will attack her if he could get to her. So we got to get her up out of his reach. 
uh, doesn't bother the other one, just bothers her. And we've tried shaking the mantle and jumping uh-huh. up and down and stuff. And yeah, the mantle's firmly mounted to the brick uh, fireplace. So, by the way, <laughs> the mantle above the TV is only because the TV is in front of the fireplace. Because who on earth would light a fireplace when they have modern <laughs> he- modern heat? I, I've got uh, <laughs> I've got a Miles and a Sachi. There there can be no open fireplace in this right. house. We have it blocked by a big flat panel TV. <laughs> Uh, but I wanted to ask you guys, so we're we're kind of used to crazy in this house, right? Um, things moving. I saw an arm once. Just all sorts of weirdness. Have you guys had any kind of experiences? I haven't, but I feel like I'm going to have nightmares for the next two or three weeks now, thanks to this podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of sitting in a room by myself all alone, and I'm feeling, I'm not feeling so well right now, so. <laughs> Should I make you a steak? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, or I could no. send you a clown. No, gosh, no. Oh my God, what a business idea. Clown delivered steak. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they had around around Halloween. They had um, a clown dressed like um, Pennywise delivering donuts. Oh, oh, oh yummy! Wow. <laughs> nice glazed donut for you, Del. Uh, yeah, I I actually I went to our local Kroger here, and there's a, a strip mall right next to it. And somebody around Halloween time had just um, tied a, a red balloon. Um, to something I don't know what it was just there by itself and, and I'm like that's creepy that's really creepy <laughs> yeah. just, and it, it wasn't even like you know there's a special going on it was just random red balloon yeah so anyway um, no I've never had anything like weird happening um, I probably will start now but um, oh, we gotta take you yeah, nothing. Yeah, no you don't no I'm good <laughs> um, but, are you but, up near Paul do you live up near Paul Oh, no, no, no. I'm in Indiana. So. Oh, my he's, God. That's one of the most haunted states, dude. <gasps> Isn't that? I've heard that. No, yeah. I've, I've heard that. This is, this is why when COVID hit, I was like, I'm good not leaving the house for so many reasons now. Yeah. So, hey, this yeah. is great. <laughs> Wait, but, Del, yeah. but, Del, did you know that there's been a huge uptick in activity since COVID? Since the pandemic. Yeah. No, I and I probably would have been better off not knowing that. So, um, <laughs> so I'm going to have my own lockdown again, um, regardless so. of what the rest of the globe does. Oh, so yeah. I'm yeah. walking down. So many practical yep. jokes are unfolding in my brain right now. Yeah, cruel, cruel. I have a couple in mind too. <laughs> now, I had. It was right after, um, one of the experiences I had was right after my father-in-law passed away. When we lived with him, um, I would always set up the coffee for him at night, so all he had to do is press the button and he would have coffee and he would go out and get bagels. And we're sitting here, and this was right after we got the phone call that he had passed, and all of a sudden, I smell fresh coffee brewing. I said, John, did you put the coffee on? He said, no. And I go in the kitchen, the coffee maker was on. Ooh. Oh, wow. And it wasn't like, it, it was new, so there was no timer set for it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Was there, was there coffee in it? Um, there was just, like, coffee in the pot, nothing, but I guess it had, like, it, it started to heat, so you would smell oh, it. wow. Oh, so there was already coffee in the carafe. It just, like, turned on and heated it up and started to aromatherapy throughout the house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I used to set up fresh coffee for him, and he would just press the button, and it would brew, and yeah. he'd go out and get bagels in the paper. So it was like somebody pressed the button. Yeah, and both of us were sitting in the living room in the other room, so. That's actually pretty awesome. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Do you have any clown dolls in the house? No, but I have... I um, wouldn't have done it, right? Oh, I wouldn't care. I'd sleep with the clown doll. <laughs> <laughs> I've got... <laughs> Yeah, teddy bear, clown doll, you know, whatever. I'm telling John. You're John, not my John. <laughs> yeah, my John, yeah. <laughs> oh, now he's doing the good fellows thing. How about you, Polly? In the past, like, I guess it's common, but I've had that sleep paralysis before. That's, like, so scary. Have Have you ever had that? It's like you're, you, you like, wake up, but you can't, like, open your eyes and... It's like you're in a dream, but you can't get out of it. 
feels like your soul's getting sucked out. I've heard about that. Like the worst feeling. Yeah. We've had people talk about that on our podcast, actually. I've, I've never experienced it. Oh, like a Dementor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's happened to me a few times. And then um, there's one time, my um, the place where I'm living now, um, the house next door to me, my um, ex-wife's aunt used to live in the house next door to me. And she used to say that her place was haunted. And uh, I just moved here like about four years ago or something. And maybe like a couple of years ago, I was like sleeping on my back and I woke up and there was like, I guess it was like a spirit, a, a woman like looking at me like face to face. Oh, wow. <laughs> kind of like, I, it kind of like startled me a little bit, but I wasn't like scared or anything. And then she disappeared. And then um, not that long ago, like, Little ways after that, I found out on the other side of my house is this old church that was built in the 1600s. A new addition was added in 1700, and behind that church is a, um, a cemetery, like an old cemetery. So I'm wondering if that's <laughs> where that came from. Yeah. How, how do you not grab a recorder and a camera and go investigate? Well, actually, I didn't. I sent you a picture, Cecilia. <laughs> like, um, I took a picture out out of mm-hmm. my window. And I happened to catch it, and like I wasn't taking a picture, but I just happened to notice it afterwards, and it was like the exact spirit that I saw. It was like outside my window, and there was like no- nothing that would have been reflecting it, it was, with the shape and everything. So yes. How far from the Conjuring House are you, in Harrisburg? Um, yeah, that's like um uh, northwest of me. Yeah, it's probably like. It's out in the sticks. It's probably like about an hour drive. Oh, that's not bad. You know, not bad. That's not bad at no, all. No. No, that's not bad yeah. at all. Everything in Rhode Island's about an hour away. <laughs> it's an hour away. So. <laughs> well, Rhode Island's the size of a postage stamp. <laughs> but you know what? For for a state, it packs an awful lot into that little tiny space. Oh, yeah. It has every, you got the city. Then you have like um, farmlands. Like, I'm on an island, and um, there's, like, all farmlands over here, but then you got the beaches over here. It has, like, everything. The coastline is awesome, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it has, like, everything just in a small area. But, yeah, that's that area where that is, that's, like, almost, like, in the middle of nowhere. It's, like, a very rural. Is that what it mm-hmm. is? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they actually, got I just nobody. Watched that. I just watched that for the first time, like, maybe a few months ago. And I like that. The the Conjuring movie? Yeah, yeah. You should also watch The Sleepless Unrest. If you ever watch The Sleepless I've Unrest, see that one. You, you need to watch that. Sleepless Unrest. I don't know that one. It is, uh, a, it's a documentary, and it just came out a couple of months ago. Um, it was put together by the same folks who put together The House in Between. And it's four mm-hmm. people who go spend two weeks at The Conjuring House. The real house. The real house. The real Conjuring House. Uh-huh. Yeah. And their experiences. And about three minutes in, you're going to hear a familiar podcast voice. <laughs> but no, it's a, they did a really great job putting this movie together. And I highly recommend it. So go, go watch it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Go watch it. I think it's on Amazon Prime. I know it's on iTunes. And it's really worth it. Uh, if you're if you're looking for like the commercial scary horror film kind of thing, that's not what this is. This is a documentary of four people who spent two weeks in this house and what happened. And especially at the end, you've got to watch it till the end when they talk about some things I can't talk about here. Okay. So that that's my recommendation. But I was gonna say you're not that far from the the Conjuring House, so I need to get my nope. butt up there, kidnap yeah. you. And take you to the Conjuring House. Yeah, there's the Conjuring House. The um, I'm actually right near like the Lizzie Borden House, like um, oh. like 15 minutes up the road from me. So. <laughs> oh wow! Cool. I'm actually I want to go like, there. Two towns away from Fall River. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm like two towns away from Fall River, and it's like right up the. Yeah, so I'm actually closer to that than. All right, so Arizona. so here's how it's going to go: is John and I are going to jump in the truck. <laughs> We're going to drive through Indiana and grab Dell. We're going to swing down Long Island. We're going to swing does down that, Long Island. Does that mean so I can... abduct me or? Yeah, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Hey, yeah, okay. Whatever it takes. Against the window. <laughs> I got duct tape and rope. We're, we're good. Invite you, abduct you, whatever it takes. Whatever. And we're, we're going to swing out to Long Island and visit my family, right? Because my brother, Paul, not to be confused with my cousin, Paul, is... <laughs> is 
on Long Island. So we'll, we'll swing down. We'll grab him. We'll grab Patty. We'll come up through Rhode Island and grab you and your brother. And all of us will go to the Conjuring House. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, I'd love that. Yeah. Yes, but okay. would you stay? Uh, uh, yeah, or would you run okay. screaming into the night? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I would definitely stay there for like a few days. I would definitely do it. My, I have not been there, but that is, I think, number one on my bucket list right now of, of places I would like to go before I can't go anywhere. I'm too old to drive. We have, we have a piece of that one, don't we? <laughs> I do not have a piece of the Conjuring House because they have oh. it up for sale. Uh. Yes, they are selling the Conjuring House for $1.2 million if somebody wants to lend me some money. Yeah. <laughs> so if I win Lotto, I could buy the Conjuring House. Yes, it's, it's on the well, market right now. I, I, will, I will tell you what, um, Corey and Jen, who own it, and they are very wonderful, wonderful people. We have spoken to them several times. Uh, they're being very picky. Yes. They'd be very picky about who they're selling to. They are not just, if somebody shows up at 1.2 mil and they don't, they don't like these people, then that's not going to happen. They want to make sure. Oh, I don't blame them. Yeah. They want to make sure the integrity of the house is going to stay intact. And they want to make sure that like the reservations and things, because you have to reserve spots in this place like a year out, but they want to make sure all of that is, is stays intact. And I I give them a lot of credit for that because I know they didn't want to sell the house. I know they had to. Yeah. So, wow, that was a little bit of a down note to. <laughs> yeah, but I don't blame them though for want for being picky about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't want someone that's going to turn it into a circus, like a theme park. Yeah. Yeah. No, not at all. Right. No, and I think that's that's part of it. I mean, you you've got this old old house with a history. There's a lot of weird things. I know. I know a tremendous number of people who've actually spent time there that I, I trust and believe that have had some profound experiences in this place. I know a tremendous number of people I don't trust or believe that have also had profound experiences <laughs> in there, but we're going to go with the people I do trust and believe. And, you know, I, I, I just want to go experience it for myself, I think. Yeah. And what fun would it be to watch my cousin get scared to, to, to the jibbities? <laughs> <laughs> And right now, with my mobility issues, I'd be a good trigger object volunteering. Yes. See, we, we'll we'll set Patty in a chair in the middle of the room, and and we'll watch from put the a windows. Put a helmet on her. Yeah, put a, oh, he's yeah, definitely yeah, helmet. Helmet. Oh, yes. <laughs> She's short. Patty, you're short. <laughs> yeah. Helmet I just, on her. I, I went. I went to the doctor and they they did my height and I I was kept telling everyone I'm five two and a half five two no, and a half not. and she, well I thought I was well, you probably <laughs> were the one doctor point. gave me yeah the doctor's like no you're only four eleven and a half I'm like what oh <laughs> what happened <laughs> where did the rest of that go <laughs> welcome to middle age. <laughs> See, so you're the you're actually the perfect height for us to put a helmet on you, put you in the middle of the floor. We can reenact poltergeist scenes at the Conjuring House. Whoa. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah, let's just really ask for trouble. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> I, I'm not a hundred percent positive, yeah. but I'm pretty sure they actually have clown dolls there. I will have to ask Jen. <gasps> but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I think. If not, yeah, I'll bring you know one. What? I think you're right. Because they, they added a bunch of dolls and stuff. I know they have, like, the Raggedy Ann and Andy doll, and I think, um, yeah, I'm, I'm almost positive they have a clown doll there. Cool. Oh, great. It's been up all this time, and now we're going to go um, ruin it and get it sucked into the ground, into the vortex. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to break it. Yeah, yeah. that's that's not the kind of picky uh, that they're being. <laughs> Corey and Jen, if you are listening to this, I am only kidding. I swear, please don't yes. ban me from your house. No. <laughs> no. Uh. Oh, my gosh. I, I love when we have a completely unscripted, unorganized, unoutlined podcast episode that just... That's my life. Welcome to Return of the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> that, it completely gets turned on its head. Did we talk about the Poltergeist movie at all? 
Yes, we did. <laughs> I said I, I didn't was... like it, and you talked about the chairs and then the 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 mother and the slime and the pool and. I'm still stuck neighbors. on the you don't like it. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's just give me the exorcist. Give me the omen. The omen was good. That that might be our next yeah. one. Yeah. And I've also watched the remake, too, and the remake is good because it has Lupin in it. It has Lupin and it has um, Dumbledore. They're both in it. Is it oh, wrong cool. that I understood you when you said Lupin? I mean, I didn't even blink. Uh, <laughs> Dumbledore, one who passed, Dumbledore 1 who passed away or Dumbledore 2 who finished it out? Dumbledore 2. Okay. He's gotcha. the one that finished it out. Cool. All right. Well, well, speaking of the remakes, wasn't there a, a, I haven't seen it, but did you see the remake of Poltergeist? I didn't know there was a remake. Neither did I. I think it was in 2015. Why bother? Why? Yeah, it came, it came uh, out. Do you remember who was there? years ago. talked about it. Sam. Um, Sam Elliott? Rock, Rockwell. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'll... See, that doesn't bode uh, well it's... for the remake if you can't even remember who was in it. Right, yeah, I didn't see it. Yeah, I haven't seen Sam, it. Sam Sam Rockwell is was that? Yeah, it? that's it. Yeah, yeah. Do I know who that is? Am I too old to know who that is? Sounds familiar. No, you you've seen him in things. He's like one of those guys you've seen something yeah. go. Oh, that's him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's always that actor or actress out there that that's like, oh yeah, they've been in everything, uh, but you don't know their name. <laughs> They're yeah. like furniture. He's one of those. Yeah, he's one of those. Oh. So, right. always oh, works. So he's a good character actor, but... It was remade as recently as 2015. All right, I haven't ago. seen the remake. No. How does it compare? Okay. What, what no, you I haven't think? seen it either. Oh. I haven't seen it. I haven't either. Yeah, I haven't seen it. <laughs> no, 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 I've seen it. Yeah, I, I was just is asking it, if is, anybody saw it. Well, that's is it a, a remake lot about or is it. it a, is it a remake or a continuation? It's a remake. Oh, it's a remake. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, so, oh, yeah. so the screenplay was done by a guy named um, David Lindsay Abair, redoing uh, Steven Spielberg's 1982 motion picture, starring Sam Rockwell, Rose, Rosemary DeWitt, and Kennedy Clements. Hmm. I only know one name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many stars does it have? Um, this thing I'm looking at is, is a IMDB. It, it doesn't rate it. It just editorializes it basically. Yeah. Again, it says a lot right there. <laughs> yeah. See, like with, with uh, remakes, they got the technology so they can make it look good. But a lot of these newer movies, they don't have, um, like the soul nope. that, um, <laughs> pardon the pun, but yeah, they don't have like the yeah. soul that, especially uh, this movies one, did, the originals. Yeah. Well, we we don't know. With everything that happened on that set, they they may have a soul or two in a jar somewhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We we don't know this. <laughs> what did you think of the sequels? I mean, I I'm very vocal about the fact I hated them, mm-hmm. but I hated three. Two didn't bother me. I, I kind of like two because it gave a lot of the background um, and tied into the first movie. Um, but three, who just I, I think I saw it once or twice. I will not watch it again. Three, three struck me as them grasping at straws. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 like, like the money grab. Yeah, like trying to perpetuate the the franchise for money. And and listeners, if you haven't seen them, um, Poltergeist Two talks a lot about the backstory of the entities that were in Poltergeist One and them finding the family after the family has has moved away and what happens there. Poltergeist 3, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, they send Carol Ann away to go live with relatives and mayhem ensues. Yeah, uh, Tom, Tom, yeah Tom Skerritt and... Um, oh, I like him. Nancy Allen. Boyle's in it. Yeah, I think it was in Chicago yeah. or something. I did like the idea of the mirrors in Poltergeist 3. I did not like the execution of how they how they did it. Huh. We'll sell you well the, said, the back yeah, of your yeah, point. I agree with you. Yeah, Poltergeist mm-hmm. 2 on Rotten Tomatoes is a 20% rating. So, Ooh, that's uh, pretty it, bad. Yeah. <laughs> How about 3? Yep. What, what is Poltergeist 3? Um, I don't that, know. Like, negative? That one up. <laughs> I've never seen a negative. I've seen like 2%, but... Is that the, what um, Rotten Tomatoes like? You owe us stuff. <laughs> 
Let's see. Poltergeist 2 is a rating of 20% as well. Oh, no. Poltergeist 3. Sorry. That's what we were looking up. That one is... Probably not as bad. Slow to, slow to load. Yeah, I can't um, imagine why. Uh, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, He's talking. I'll find it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's out there. It's, it's, uh, I might be wrong, but I think in Guys too. Do they do like a Chuck Cunningham with the older daughter? Like well, she, she didn't exist anymore. They never right. acknowledged her. Exactly. Not being there. Yeah. It, All right. Three like, is seventeen. Three really? is seventeen percent. It got yeah. that high rating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the first one is I. I think I just saw this. I think it's ninety-two percent. Wow. So, sorry, Patty, but yeah, it's. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that is. Let me double check here, but I think I think it's it was in the ninety percent, eighty seven percent. Sorry, eighty seven percent. But that's still pretty good. So, yeah, still that's still good. Yeah. Let Let me ask you, and this is this is for Paul and Dell. All right, mm-hmm. Poltergeist has always been one of my favorite movies. I saw it in the theaters and when it was released when I was in high school. Um, mm-hmm. it is. It is very cheesy now, and honestly, I'll be honest, it has not really withstood the test of time as far as special effects. I kind of, I have another take on that. Uh, I think, actually, considering when it was done, I think they held right, up really for, well. For when it went, but I'm talking about versus a movie put out like that now. Oh, yeah. Well, so no way. How much do you think, and I know you guys like the movie like I like the movie, how much do you think our affection for this movie is due to nostalgia? And how much do you think is we we actually really love this movie? Uh, well, I think um, like story wise, I think it like holds up really well. I think that's you know Steven Spielberg wasn't you know involved. He's the, oh, the producer, right? So, like from a storytelling point of view, like I mean, it was scary, but nobody got killed. So that's kind of you know how often do you see that in a horror movie? Where it's like no, they saved everybody getting killed for after the movie. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah <laughs> in real life problem. yeah <laughs> but like the, yeah the, some of the special effects are you know they're a little dated but stuff flying around the room and everything it looks like the like the you remember there was in the early 80s there was like this big 3d kick where they were all doing mm-hmm. like these 3d movies and they were doing all these stunts with stuff yeah, the camera. That. that's kind of what that looks like but this wasn't in 3d but it was like that kind of style so visually, it was kind of <laughs> cheesy, but I don't know if I just watch it for the first time now, I might like it. How about you, Dell? Well, I, I mean, so I, I've got two kids, and I, I, they both, I both tortured them and made them watch this movie. <laughs> and my son is twenty; he's now twenty-seven, and he still talks about how this scarred him for life. Really? So, and he was probably, yeah, he was probably twelve, eleven, or twelve, which is about when I watched it um right and so that yeah so it, i mean it's to him and, and this is you know 15 years ago or whatever but still he was scared by it I, my daughter watched it here maybe about a year ago and she's she would have been 13 and she likes scary movies so it didn't bother her as much but um she i don't think she was a big fan of it she's got no interest to watch it again so i'm not sure you know if you're asking if it held up or not from a teenager's perspective probably not but for me, I will every time it. I mean, I'll I'll watch it. I watched it right before. Uh, well, when we were supposed to do this before, I watched it then. So, um, so just to kind of prepare for this. But yeah, I mean, I'll 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 watch it probably twenty, thirty more times in my lifetime. So yeah, me too. Yeah, good movie. Yeah, I'm actually with you on that. Yeah, the special effects were cheesy, and the acting was marginal. All right, I'm I'm going to concede that point. But I think the movie itself had a lot of clever ideas that at that time, in the early 80s, was not widespread. Like coming through the television. Um, I know that shows up in later movies in the 90s, but back then that was not something that... We, we didn't have people sucked into the television unless it was a Twilight Zone episode. And, and that was cutting edge. I mean, that was like their territory alone. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I just... The whole vortex in the closet thing, and to me, it, it just seemed like it had a lot of clever ideas that other films later on have built upon. Yeah, yeah, it was like an influence, yeah. Yep. There we go. It was an influencer before the term existed. Yeah. R- right, yeah. As far as, like, haunted, yeah. 
the Paris Hilton of movies. <laughs> kind of bringing the the. Oh god! <laughs> oh god! Is right. I'm yeah. with you. <laughs> wow. Oh god. Sorry about that. I couldn't help it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Anything else you you want to say about the movie? This crazy call. Anything before we, we sign <laughs> off? Been a lot of fun. Well, uh, will we ever be invited back again? Oh my god! Always. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Thank you so much for spending, I don't know what this was, time with us. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it was definitely a lot of fun, if anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thanks so much for yeah having us and doing this. Yeah. We'll have to do yeah, the shining thank sometime. Thank you for asking me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We actually stayed at the Stanley Hotel. So, yeah, let's do the shining next. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, let's do that after the new year. Let's do the shining. Mm. Sounds good. Okay, cool. I got stories. I got stories. Oh, I got stories. <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thank you, everybody. Yes, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Hey, if you like what you hear, and how could you not? We are freaking adorable. Check us out as Crazy Cat Paranormal on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. The links will be in the show notes. <laughs>